0: Hello, Cathedral family and friends. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Great is our God and greatly is He to be praised.
1: Psalm 95 says, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before Him with thanksgiving and extol Him with music and song for the Lord is the great God and the great King above all gods. In his hand are the depths of the earth and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his for he made it and his hands formed the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our maker for he is our God and we are the people of his pasture, the flock, under his care.
0: He is our God. Let's go to prayer as we begin our service. Father, we are so grateful to be able to call you, the creator of the universe, our Father. Our Father in heaven, while you fill the heavens? You're as close to us as the air that we breathe. We pray that your kingdom would come and your will would be done on earth, even as it is in heaven. Hallowed be your name, O God. We pray that you would be exalted today, that as we worship and give you honor and glory and praise, that we would lift up your name for you're worthy of our praise. God, give us today our our daily bread. We have needs today. Your people have needs. Bless your people, meet them at their point of need. Forgive us, Father. We need your mercy. We have sin in our lives that needs to be forgiven. Forgive us of our sin. As we forgive those who have sinned against us, those who have wronged us, we let it go. We send it away. We surrender them to you. Lead us not into temptation. God, deliver us from the devil and from ourselves. Keep us safe, O God, for yours is the kingdom and yours is the power and yours is the glory forever and forever. Amen. Let's continue worshiping our God as our worshiping team comes to lead us.
2: Oh, he has come that we may have life and have it more abundantly in him. Come on, let's worship him today. Let's all sing it together. Was lost with a broken heart. You picked me up, now I'm set apart. From the ash, I am born again. Forever safe in the Savior's hands. You are more, you are more than my words saying. I follow you.
0: Jesus said, Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. The Bible says, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. And that's what we do. We celebrate today the abundant life and the freedom that we find in Jesus Christ. I'm so grateful that I have the opportunity to participate in my first baptism since the pandemic uh baptism is such a special moment where we celebrate the life that jesus has given to us the old is gone and the new is here and jesus is at work making us a new creation and today we have with us zion he's in 10th grade goes to lincoln high school and i have the privilege of baptizing him now in the early church they baptized two ways sometimes they would immerse and sometimes they would pour and since it's the pandemic we're going to pour today but either way it's celebrating the decision that zion has made to become a follower of jesus so zion let me ask you a question have you put your faith and trust in jesus christ as your lord and savior you're going to follow him all the days of your life you're going to spend forever with him Upon the confession of your faith in Jesus as Lord and Savior, I now baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Down with the old, up with the new. Come on, let's you are,
2: you are, you are, you are my. Friend. But
3: Chosen, not forsaken. God is for you, not against you. There are so many voices out there and sometimes in here that says you're not good enough, it's not gonna work, nobody cares about you. But here's the truth of what the scripture tells us. He is for you. He has chosen you. You are his beloved. You are his child who brings him great pleasure and you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Jesus came to be alive in us, to bring us life and life abundantly. And this weekend we're believing through worship and through the word, God's just gonna flow that life in you and over you and through you. Well, what an amazing week we've had here at Cathedral of Faith. God has been so good to us. And this weekend, it's so great to come to you online Saturday at five and then Sunday at 10 and 12. But in addition to that, we are having socially distanced, Protocol Following Outdoor Services on Campus, again on Saturday and Sunday at 10 and 12. And we hope you'll join us. To do so, go online to our app or go online to our website and go to your My Cathedral and register or call the church office during the week. Well, we've had an amazing week of new milestones here at Reaching Out as well. This past week, we had a professional chef who came and saw the high quality of food we were giving. This chef came and said, what you're doing is amazing. So he went and made this incredible professional video by taking the food we give out and showing people how to prepare it well. In fact, in addition to giving out food this weekend, we we gave it flyers to people. They went home and watched it and we had so many people call and text and email saying, Wow, that was so helpful. He was teaching him how to make healthy salads, how to make perfectly roasted chicken. It was a great week for us. But let me tell you another milestone we had here at reaching out. This past week, we passed an amazing marker. As of this week, this year, since the pandemic started, we have given out food to 75,000 families, 250,000 individuals. $20 million worth of food. That's absolutely incredible. Again, 250,000 people receive food. That's one out of every four people in San Jose. God has been so good to us. But, you know, sharing that news with you, in one sense, it's a celebration. In another sense, it makes me a little nervous because some of you say, wow, $20 million, they must be loaded. No, we're not loaded, we're just blessed, because the reality is 90% of that is donated food that we get the joy and privilege of passing out to others. I wanna put on my teacher cap for just a moment and explain something to you. When we come to this moment of bringing tithes and offerings, it's not just a moment that we give because the church needs something, because you might hear 20 million and think, oh, they've got plenty, but the reality is We give now, not because we get a seat to sit in or because we like a song or we like a sermon. We give to the Lord. And in Deuteronomy chapter eight, we read these words, remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce wealth. In this moment, we're giving to God. We bring our tithes as a reminder that we always put God first in everything that we do. So whether you're going online, whether you're going to our website, whether you're texting GIVE, whether you're coming by the office, whether you're mailing it to the office or coming to one of the services here on campus, I encourage you in this moment to give to the Lord. He is the one who's given you the ability to produce wealth. He's the one who loves you. He's the one who's caring for you. He's the one who's chosen you and not forsaken you. So in this moment, as we give to the Lord, we line ourselves up to know who we are in him as we acknowledge his greatness in our life. Well, take a look at this video from reaching out. Our Blessed Side Campus under the leadership of Pastor Gil Gonzalez went up with his team and blessed our community this week.
4: I think just serving, I think that's what we're all about. We're all about being obedient to God and, and serving. And uh, I think just the obedience of just being thankful of his blessings that he continues to pour down on us and it's up to us to be able to pour those blessings onto others. And so I think that's what this really means to us is just to show our, our gratitude to God that, that it's just not about us, but it's about his kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. And so we continue to serve and be obedient to him.
5: I think it's, uh, it's important that we, uh, you know, not only uh, uh, talk about the love of God, but we share the love of God with people. And this is a tangible way that we can do that, is just blessing people uh, right where their needs are and right where they're at.
0: Way to go, Blessed Side Campus. I am so proud of the way Cathedral has stepped up to serve in so many ways during this pandemic. My wife and I once had a chance to visit St. Petersburg, Russia. And our guide told us that in St. Petersburg, there are basically two seasons when it comes to weather. The first is nine months. Nine months they wait for summer to arrive, and then they spend three months being disappointed. Well, here in the Bay Area, have we ever been disappointed when it comes to the weather? I mean, we may have the very best weather on the entire planet. And that's why we pay that high weather tax. Now, the cherry on top of living in the Silicon Valley is that we are the high tech hub. In fact, a while back, we were named the number one geek city in the world. Congratulations. We did it. Nerds rule. I remember growing up in the Bay Area, there were all kinds of orchards and who knew that one day, those orchards would give way to a different kind of apple and we would be the number one nerd in the nation. Now, I love technology, but one of the unintended side effects from all of the emails and the texts and the Twitter accounts and the Facebook pages, Experts warn this. Psychology Today says we may feel we're connecting effectively with others via the internet, but too much electronic relating paradoxically engenders a sense of social isolation. In other words, technology not only masks our loneliness, it can magnify our loneliness. And that's why we had an epidemic of loneliness even before the pandemic. And when you throw the pandemic into the mix, now loneliness is on steroids. Look for example of the havoc sheltering in place had on one person. I'm a social guy and the SIP was like DDT to my soul. And maybe I'm not the only one. I was reading in an article in the newspaper, the guardian about working from home. Now, it would seem like if you work from home, that would be living the dream. And yet in their survey, they found that 61% of the people they asked If you had the chance to return to the office immediately, would you? They said yes. And the reason was they had this deep feeling of loneliness. One lady in the article, she put it this way. She said, I used to think of a desk as like a kind of prison cell where I was chained for eight hours a day. It was always like serving time, but at this point, my desk would be my savior. This sense of disconnect. We're dealing with two pandemics, a virus pandemic and a loneliness pandemic. How can we overcome loneliness living in a socially distanced world? That's what we're going to look at over the next few weeks. First of all, I want us to think about why is loneliness such a deep, pain in the human spirit and to do that well follow me over to something that i love to do when i was a little guy the seesaw i'm gonna ask pastor rick to join me here on stage we both have our mask on and we're both social distance and when i was a kid i loved the seesaw and pastor rick's gonna help me feel young again can we give it a go here we go. I put on a little weight with COVID. I hope I don't shoot you off that, sl- that seesaw. You know, the thing about a seesaw is this. It takes two. I mean, you can do a, a slide on your own, or you can do a swing on your own, but when it comes to a seesaw, you really have to have somebody else. And I want you to get this image in your spirit, because human beings... There's a seesaw in our soul. Thank you, Pastor Rick. There's a seesaw in the soul. And that's why loneliness is so very, very difficult. We go all the way back to, well, go all the way back to the first book of the Bible. And in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, we read, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image, to be like us. And here is the first clue we find to the divine being, being a plurality, that we have one God who exists in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Spirit. That means God has always existed in relationship. He's never been by himself and then when he creates human beings he creates us in his image in his likeness that we are created as social beings social creatures it goes to the very core of who we are as humans and then you go to the story of creation and you read through that story and you find God creates this God creates that and every time God creates The Bible says God saw it and it was very good. Seven times we find that phrase. And then finally, after God has created everything, well, we see in Genesis chapter 1, verse 20, verse 31, that God saw all that he had made and he saw that it was very good. Very good. As Pastor Shelley translates the Hebrew phrase there, God saw all that he had made and he said, It was all good, and it was. But then you get to Genesis chapter 2. And in Genesis chapter 2, after reading it was good, it was good, it was good, you find this phrase, it is not good. And it captures your attention. What is not good? Is it speaking of the devil because the devil's not good? Is it speaking of evil because evil is twisted good? And then the writer reveals What is not good? It is not good for the man to be alone. That in the fabric of who we are, who we've been created to be, see, at our core, we are social creatures. And even when we look at the new creation of who we are in Jesus Christ, look at the images that talk about our relationship with Christ, that we are part of his church, And we are fellow citizens of His kingdom that we are stones in his temple. We are members of his body. We are a part of his family. The Bible says God places the lonely in families. When I look at you and say, I love my cathedral family. I say it because it's true. I really love you. And you really are my family. Think of me as your crazy uncle. See, we are formed for God's family, and the only way we can truly live out our purpose and fulfill our potential is in connection with that family. Pope Francis, who was from Latin America, once said this, we cannot understand Christ without his church, just as we cannot understand the church Without Christ, there's a seesaw in the soul. And that's why loneliness is so very, very painful. So what can we do in a socially distanced world? What can we do to overcome loneliness? Well, I saw this one suggestion. You can see it up here. It says, if you're lonely, dim all the lights, put on a horror movie, and after a while, It won't feel like you're alone anymore. That may be true, but I'm not sure how well that works. I think there are healthier ways to overcome loneliness. And we're going to look at some of those in the next few weeks. Today, I want you to think about two directions. One is going vertical. The other is going horizontal. First of all, let's think of going vertical. The psalmist writes in Psalm 25 verse 16. Turn to me and be gracious to me, O God, for I am alone and I am afflicted. Since we're going back to our childhood, here's another game we used to play, and that was hide and seek. You can see these two little kids playing hide and seek. and Take a very good look at this picture because if you summed up the story of the entire Bible, it's right here. It's of people who are hiding and God who is seeking. The very first man and woman, they, they do something wrong. And so they are hiding from God and God is seeking after them. It's, it's interesting. In every other world religion, you find that there are men and women who, men and women who are seeking after God. But only in the Bible do we find a God who loves us so much, who has us on his heart to the degree that he would take the initiative and seek after us. We read about that in Genesis chapter 3. It says, so they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? The search started back then and it continues today. God calls out to us. Where are you? God never gives up on us. He's always out there searching for us. And the starting place for getting rid of that deep ache of loneliness in your spirit is to come out into the open and to let God Find you. Until you do that, you will never get rid of that loneliness in your spirit. Nothing else can take God's place. Nothing else can can fill that space. See, your wife can be a wife to you and a friend can be a friend to you and your pastor can be a pastor to you. But only God can be God to you. And if you try to put something else in the place of God, you will crush it. You will crush them under those expectations. Instead, if you will quit running from God, come out into the open and let him find you. St. Augustine, who was from North Africa, once said this about God, you have made us for yourself and our hearts are restless until... They find rest in you. Friend, when you walk with God, you never really walk alone. The Apostle Paul, he was once in prison. He was awaiting trial. And for one reason or another, everybody had deserted him. They had abandoned him. During a trial, you could have a friend stand with you and be a character witness there for you. But human beings are human beings, and we're not sure why, but there was no one there to stand with him. And yet, even though he was by himself, he was never really all alone. The Apostle Paul writes in 2 Timothy chapter 4, At my first defense, no one came to my support. But everyone deserted me. But the Lord stood at my side and gave me strength. When you walk with God, you never really walk alone. One thing I've noticed during the pandemic is that, well, people seem to be walking a whole lot more. I see my neighbors walking. I'm walking a lot more. I thought about running, but I rebuked that thought. And so I am walking a lot more. And I meet this neighbor and I meet that neighbor. But you know the the greatest neighbor that I've met on that walk? The greatest neighbor is the God of my neighborhood. How when I've walked and I've invited him into that walk, the evidence of his presence is all around me. The beauty of the mountains and the sound of the birds and the well, the color of the flowers. Well, there's evidence of his presence all around me. And when you walk with God and he walks with you, like a father who will come into a restless child's room, Sometimes he doesn't even need to pick him up. Sometimes he doesn't even need to say a word. All he needs to do is reach out and touch the restless child to bring calm. And that's what I've experienced. The touch of the father's hand on this restless child. Because he walks with me And he talks with me. And he tells me I am his own. And the joys we share as we tarry there, no other has ever known. When you walk with God, you never really walk alone. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 13 says, you will seek me. And you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. If I'm going to overcome loneliness, it starts with going vertical, deepening that connection with God. And then it continues by going horizontal and deepening the connection I have with others. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24 reads, a man who has friends must himself be friendly. I heard about this one psychiatrist who ran an ad in the newspaper and he said, he could in 14 days, cure you of your emotional disorder. And so a lady came in to see him and she talked about how she was only always lonely. And he said, here's something to do to help you overcome your loneliness. For the next 14 days, I want you to go find someone And do something for that other person. The lady said, why should I do something for somebody else? Nobody ever does something for me. And the psychiatrist said, well, in your case, it may take 21 days. If you want to break the power of loneliness in your life, one of the best things you can do is think of the kind of friend you would like to have. I would like to have a friend who understands me or who cares about me or who will listen to me. I'd like to have a friend who is patient with me, who I can trust, who I can share my fears with, my heart with, my dreams with. Think about the kind of friend you would like to have and then start to become that kind of friend to others. Every time you do, it's like planting a seed. During the pandemic, my daughter and my grandkids, they planted some pumpkin seeds in their yard. You know I have grandkids. I've told you about them, right? I mean, because that's what grandparents do. We talk about our grandkids over and over and over again. If I knew grandkids were this much fun, I would have had them first. And so my grandkids and my daughter, they planted these pumpkin seeds. And the other day they were so excited because they were starting to sprout. And I want you to get that picture in your spirit that whenever you plant seeds of friendship, some may fall on rocky soil. Some may fall on shallow soil. But when you continue to plant seeds of friendship, some are going to fall on good ground. Jesus put it this way. Give and it shall be given to you. And it can begin to break the power of loneliness in your life. But how do we do that? How do we plant seeds in a socially distanced world? Well, it takes a lot of intention and a lot of creativity. And whether it's writing letters or Facebooking friends or having Zoom meetings, I know here at the church, just being real, it could be several months before we're able to regather again like we used to. But here at the Cathedral of Faith, We have a saying that we are distanced, but not defeated. We are distanced, but not defeated. And so we've been thinking creatively and we'll be rolling out several initiatives in the next couple of months to help us to continue to serve and to grow and to connect. In fact, one of them that's going to be happening next month, I'm praying for 300 small group leaders who will host small group Zoom meetings to go with our sermon series in September. It's where you invite a few family members or a few friends or a few neighbors to have a Zoom meeting during the week. And during the meeting, you'll talk about the sermon. You'll pray for each other. You'll encourage each other. You may even have a good laugh with each other. Did you know you're 30 times more likely to laugh with somebody else than you are to laugh on your own? I'm believing that we're going to have 300 of those groups that will be happening this fall. If you'd like to be one of those, you can see the information on the screen. We'd love to hear from you. But either way, as we press in, We may be distanced, but we're not defeated. And as we lean into God and we lean lean into each other, we never really walk alone. I want to wrap things up with a testimony I received here recently. It's from a young lady who's a part of our cathedral family. And here's what she writes. Honestly, when... SIP shelter in place first happened I was so sad I'm already alone single pre-SIP it was okay because I could be out and about now I'm being told that I can't make dinner plans with friends I can't visit my family because I still work around people so I don't want to put them especially my dad at risk in the beginning we had a curfew so I can't bury myself in work to keep me from dealing with the reality and even after the curfew was lifted even though I, I could come to work during the week what about the weekends once I heard about Gilroy hosting a food giveaway every Saturday I decided to serve I was welcomed with open arms into the Cathedral of Faith Gilroy family and very quickly I felt like a part of the Gilroy family friendships blossomed trust was built God provided me with an amazing church family people have become my trusted friends people allow me to be me and use my gifting and passion to minister only God could do that in a pandemic when I am told to shelter and place alone only God can position me to develop new relationships and strengthen existing ones within the body of Christ, and then use that to advance his kingdom. But all of that, it started with a choice. Lean into God, lean into others, and you never really walk alone. I wanna ask you, have you ever started a relationship with God through Jesus Christ? If you haven't, this can be your moment. This can be your day. I invite you to say this prayer after me. Heavenly Father, I come to you because I need a savior. I cannot save myself. And I believe that Jesus is the savior of the world and I put my trust in him. I surrender my life to him. Thank you, God, for loving me like you do, for seeking after me, until I was found. Thank you, God, for making me a part of your family. I'm connected to you and to this wonderful family. In Jesus' name, amen. I rejoice with you in that decision you made. And now our friend Teron has put together a very special song for all of us, You'll Never Walk Alone. I hope that all this week you'll live in that reality that when you walk with God and his family, you never really walk alone. We'd love to hear from you. You can contact us either through the social media or give us a call at the church office. And don't forget, immediately following the benediction, you can join in at the wrap. It's a great time of of seeing how we can take the sermon and apply it to our own lives. Let me speak the benediction over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May his face shine brightly upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you and give you his peace. And this week, especially this week, may you know that when you walk with God, you never walk alone. You're walking with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Yo, what's up, Cathedral of Faith?
4: Come on in, it's the rap, and I was hiding. (laughs) And that's going to make sense as we talk about this sermon that Pastor Ken brought us today in overcoming loneliness in the social distancing world. It's Ramel, Aurora, Irene, and myself, Vaughn. We're the rap crew. Let's talk about it. What hit you?
6: Now, I thought this idea that Pastor Ken is asking us to understand um, of things that we can do alone. Um, that work, but there are things that we can't do mm. alone um, mm-hmm. that will not work unless there's yeah. others with us. Mm-hmm. And he takes the story of creation um, mm-hmm. and he takes God and, and he puts it in Pastor Shelley's words and says, hey, I've, I've made all this creation and it's all, it's all, all good. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But what he says is yeah. it's all good except when you're alone. Mm. That it's not good for man to be alone. Mm-hmm. That there are things that we can do and maybe times in our lives. Uh, a lot of times my wife tells me, it's better for you. I think you need to be alone right now. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Isn't good that called- for me to be alone in those moments. But it's not good for our marriage. It's not good for Is our Is that called being
4: alone or time out to be, for that you? That would be both? <laughs> time out. Thank You're you. Both? Okay.
6: Uh, <laughs> and recognize that, understanding that. Um, and learning how to overcome our loneliness right now as we are becoming yeah. social distances mm. and using God um, as our tool for that. Mm.
7: That is so true because you can be alone, but that being alone has a limit. Like Mm -hmm. alone to seeking God, alone to rest, alone to just uh, be with yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Right. But when it takes a long time, Mm -hmm. then our minds start traveling Mm -hmm. and the isolation start happening. Mm -hmm. And it's not good when we isolate ourselves because like Pastor said, we are made for each other, we're made to fellowship, because yep. mm. together we're strong, together we're better, together we can accomplish more, mm. right. so we have to watch out when we're starting to like getting not even really comfortable because you start being mm-hmm. uh, angry and, right. and you know yep. agitated it's it's not good <laughs> That's right.
4: I had a friend always said like if you spend too much time you get alone you get weird <laughs> and it's, that's true Crank man you start, you start to get irritable yeah. you start I, everything yeah. starts to make me frustrated i get much more sensitive mm-hmm. you yes. know oh my goodness. uh yeah for and, women that is so true yeah and me yeah. too
7: yeah. does that
6: make you uh, I'm we'll just
4: need yeah in fact in fact the other night <laughs> <laughs> like we're sitting there just uh, the three of us and like with zion and we're talking about what we want to do that night and we're mm-hmm. And I got, I kind of got upset, and then Zion got upset, and then I got upset again, and then Zion just went, oh, "Man, we're a sensitive family."
8: <laughs> I love that age because they time out. And we just buzzed start. up laughing because, like, man, we
4: are. We're just way too sensitive right now. We need people. We need to be. We need Those to be are people. God's
1: beautiful rebukes coming from beyond. Absolutely right. Pastor Ken said that God places the lonely in family. And when I think about it, who's lonely? Every single one of us. Oh, yes. It doesn't matter if we have a big family or where we're at, but all of us are alone. And I think about what it is to have people in our lives and our friends that know us. They can witness what's going on in our lives, and they can be like a mirror, and they can see things that we can't see, and they can speak in. And and sometimes you ever know when you're just like you're stuck in something, and then a friend just Mm -hmm. says something, and you're like, poof it just opens up a whole new realm and so what a gift that friendship is um, and how also said to planting seeds in that friendship and um, knowing that God never existed alone that's yeah. a great concept that he started out with that right. he has always existed in relationship and if God has existed in relationship how much more do we need to exist in relationship?
4: right and I, I like the balance you brought up Roar because that's being alone is not the same thing as being lonely Right? right, and I think alo- there are positives, and there's, I think there's even necessary mm-hmm. things in being alone, mm-hmm. but it's when we don't balance it. It's like if you were to only breathe, you know, breathing is inhale and exhale and rhythm, right? And if you're only inhale or only exhale, it's like right. you're gonna die, right? right? It's it's life happens when you have that balance and that give and take, That's That's like right. we saw on the seesaw.
6: Yeah, yeah. if you only eat right. and you don't exercise. <laughs> yeah balance yeah going on there yeah i for like COVID when
7: 19. pastor can use the hiding i got seek. covid
4: 25 going on right now <laughs> 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 i got
7: <anywhere>. covid 25
6: <laughs> 25 pounds yeah no i'm just kidding yeah they Go were on. gonna use it for the seesaw but
7: <laughs> I, I like what pastor can said. the hide and seek <laughs> yeah you know yeah. that we all yeah. play that right i still mm-hmm. play hide with you see. know with little kids but it just uh, put a picture of our god that Sometime when we are isolated, we're really actually hiding.
8: Mm. Right, right. But
7: God's faithfulness and mercy, he continues yeah. to seek seek us, yeah. you know, because we're never going to be alone. He's, mm-hmm. He will yeah. never leave us nor forsake yeah. us.
4: Yeah. I like to also the, how he talked about the workplace and how right. a lot of people are working from home now, as many of us are, and all of our community is, um, and how productivity seems to be going up You know and you a lot of people thinking man it would be great to work from home right Mm -hmm. uh and there's a lot of benefits to that Mm -hmm. but then there's also this threshold that i think you can cross and it's a moving line uh that's really hard of of drawing the line of when it's time to stop working and to start to start refreshing and resting right and and sometimes we have a hard time with that you know because we work together and you know, we're talking about work and right. sometimes we just like we need to clock out. Yeah. Like it's we're really it's becoming too consuming. And it made me think too, like in the fitness world, like when you have when you finally get that treadmill in your house. <laughs> that's right. Right. And you're your promise to get that six pack by winter. That's you know, right. like and sometimes you you're not as faithful to that workout regimen right. when it's so conveniently right at your home. Yeah. Maybe speak to that's,
6: that. That's one of the most challenging things about doing home exercise, right? You got to recognize that it's yeah. your home, mm. and the last right. thing you want to do at home is exercise. Mm. And I think in our industry, uh, what we're starting to see is people making a decision to do things on their own. This whole right. online training—it's—and—and and the statistics suggest that about fifty percent of the people are not going to go back to the gym because they're deciding, "Hey, this is—I'm just going to do this on my own. I can mm. do this on my own." And again, it harkens to the truth. Yes, for a little while. Right. And I that's think good. what we're going to start to realize is this connectedness mm-hmm. um, that Gosh. is important in this experience of exercise mm-hmm. that adds value. Mm-hmm. Much like Jesus is. If, if we can do our faith on our own, but if Jesus isn't a uh, part of that,
8: mm-hmm. then yeah. there's
6: a fulfillment that's going to be missing. Mm-hmm. I love Pastor Ken's really quote good. that he used from uh, Pope Francis, which mm-hmm. in fact I just learned it made Jeremiah's top five dinner table list. He wants Pope Francis over <laughs> his dinner table. <laughs> And he, and he quoted him in saying, you know, you can't understand the church um, without Christ in as much yeah. as you cannot understand Christ yep. without mm-hmm. the church. Mm-hmm. There's a key part good, of all of us doing this yes. together um, Absolutely. that's important to our faith.
1: There's that other part that he said where only God can be God, and when we mm-hmm. put someone else in that place, yep. we crush them, yep. and they can crush so us. True. There's so much in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That's
4: huge. Yeah, I think, too, like, it just with all of that, um, just understanding too, that like under, it's really tempting to like, I can do church on my own.
6: Yeah.
8: (laughs) Right.
4: Like I don't, I, I'm doing it online. And in fact, that's a, that's a popular kind of, uh, in mainstream media, like, you know, a lot of celebrities will hear like, I, I, I believe in God, but I don't, I don't do church, you know? And, and that makes you, you could push back on that to say like, well, do you really understand the God that's Described in the Bible, because yeah. God is for God so loved the world, you know, and God is coming back for His bride, yeah, which is the church, you know. So sure. it's 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 very tightly uh, in, interwoven to right. that theology. Yeah, you know, God community.
7: and fellowship is so beautiful when we, we yeah. when we truly truly get together and yeah. we just look at each other like no, you know, uh, just really uh-huh. willingly conscious. With consciousness yeah. to like, I'm just gonna love you. I'm just gonna be here. In pra- it's really beautiful, mm-hmm. and I think that's what reminded me as I, because I, I had an issue loneliness before. But what helped me is like, if the fruit of the spirit is in not in us, mm-hmm. if we're not joyful, we're not at peace, we mm-hmm. are not lovable, we are we are impatient. Mm-hmm. That you know, th- those are the uh, the that the red lights to mm-hmm. stop. Yeah. And, Are you isolating yourself? Are you not connecting with God? Are you not not connecting with your brother and sister? Yes. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's
6: good. Really good. Which is why I think the call to action that Pastor Mm -hmm. Ken gave us is huge. Yep. And I believe that if you've been watching the rap and joining with us over these past few weeks, man, we've been been working on doing this together for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm believing that, you know, every single one of you are part of the 300 hitters. He's asking uh, to lead a small group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and to 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 talk and grow and and overcome this isolation. Mm-hmm. We're going vertical and we're going more more horizontal, vertical. and we're responding vertical. to the call yeah. so that we can we guarantee to come out of this better on the other side than we did yes, walking Absolutely. in.
1: Absolutely, and horizontal meaning community, not horizontal laying yes. down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. That's yeah. when we're isolated, <laughs> right? right. Yeah. I guess you could zoom laying down too. Our scripture for today is. Um, Jeremiah 29, 13, seek me and you will find me Amen. when you search for me with all of your heart Amen. and I will be found by you. That's what God's promise to us. I will be found by you. I love that. He's not Beautiful hiding. Promise. He's not making it difficult. He's right there for every single one of us.
4: So, Amen. Cathedral of Faith, let's stay connected. Absolutely. Let's keep doing this together. Let's seek God. Let's seek each other. Let's seek yes. the God in you, the God in you, the God in you us and we're gonna be better for it so the church stays strong cathedral of faith we love you and as always
6: It's it's a
4: wrap